0: Hey, yo. Say hello to the background. Scott Hall.
1: Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real.
2: It's damn real. Hi,
1: this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. As you will listen
2: to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP. The king of being, the master of the diamond
1: cutter, the three times, three times,
2: three times world
1: champion. Stay tuned, or you will feel play. Hey, you listen on the SMS network, and that's the bottom line. The bone
2: The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Four,
1: three, two, one. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host.
2: Someday, and that day may never come, I'll up and I'll never
1: do a service. The Bronx Father. Welcome to TNA Chat Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. I am the Bronx Father, Tony Mirabella, bringing you what the goings-on of Impact Wrestling tonight, and wow, I don't know where to begin. Well, we had three matches, yes, three, and it turns out that Velvet Sky and Gail Kim were basically the was basically the best match on the card tonight. The entire show, basically, was used to pimp out this wedding. And at the end of Impact, we got a surprise. We got a new member of Aces and Eights revealed. And that was basically... The only thing that really interested me tonight, I mean, it was just, it was so heavy with this wedding every minute of every second, you know, reminding us what's going on, uh just backstage stuff after backstage stuff after backstage stuff. It was a little too much. It was probably, and I hate to say this, man... One of the most lackluster impacts I've seen in a long time, other than the ending. I want to get right into what you guys think. So, as of right this moment, I'm going to open up the phone lines now.
2: Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live.
1: Or... You can call us at the toll-free number above the chat room. Um, or if you'd like, you can send me an email, TNAChatLive at com, or add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype, uh, several ways to get in touch with me. Uh, and let me know what you think. If you, if you disagree with me and you love the show, that's fine. Call me and let me know. Email me, let me know. Um, you know, we had tonight a gut check between Brian Cage and Jay Bradley and Brian Cage is eliminated and basically Bradley's left and Taz is the one who says no but Bradley gives a heartfelt speech about why he deserves to be in and that he's gone up and down the road and he's paid his dues and been trained by one of the best and was trending on Twitter so Al Snow and Bruce Pritchard both say yes so Jay Bradley, a new, quote-unquote, contracted TNA wrestler. Um, I I thought, all right, you know, it it was a gut check, and I'm fine with that. You know, this guy I know is, is in the indies. The crowd sure as shit, and he seemed to know who he was because he was just getting booed out of the building. I know that there's a lot of indie fans out there who probably know more about this guy than I do. Uh, But so did the fans in the impact zone, it seemed. We had some backstage stuff between Austin Aries and Robert Roode, which, you know, I don't like these two guys being turned into a comedy act. And it seems like that's what they're doing. It almost makes me think about Team Hell No. I mean, you know, just backstage, just, you know, pandering to each other. You know, one guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're. We're being ignored. We should be here. We're the best, you know, and every, no one's respecting us. Respecting us, that's, that's the word they've used. I, I, don't, I don't buy either of these guys as funny. I, I just think that it's the wrong way to go. Now, mind you, I don't mind them as a tag team, not at all for a bit. Both guys have had their shot at the title. It looks like they're going to be out of the title picture right now. Uh, Christopher Daniels, he's in the title picture. He is going to be facing Jeff Hardy next week for the TNA Heavyweight title. But with that said, we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? What's going on, bro? This is 718 What's up, man? Uh...
0: Wow, that last segment.
1: How about that, huh? Yeah, let's... You know what, fuck it. Let's put it out there. I've I've never been one to run down Impact in any particular order. The surprise was that Hogan does walk his daughter down to the ring after Sting basically begs him on Bully's behalf, and Taz is the one who objects, interrupts. He asks, Bully, do you really want to do this? Bully says, yeah, and then Taz goes, okay, it's hot in here. He takes off his jacket. Underneath, he's wearing an Aces and H, uh jacket. And Aces and Hs comes out and fucks up everyone. So, I don't know. What do you think about it, man?
0: Well, before I go on that, I need to say this again. Uh, just like last week, I didn't see the entire impact. I only caught basically the last 30 minutes of it. That last segment. Okay. I had a theory that was going out before this thing even started. I had a theory that since Holian was against this wedding from the beginning, I had thought that he was going to talk with Aces and Ace and pay them to basically sabotage the wedding. I thought maybe that could have been a better scenario, in my opinion. Where they went, uh... I don't know, uh... Taz, uh... I mean, I'm just speechless,
1: to be honest. Well, I mean, now, what are we to do after this? Are we going to just, is Taz off the broadcast team? Or is he going to be a heel broadcaster who supports Aces and eights? I mean, I, I was surprised, but again, it makes me wonder why. And I think the reason is because of all the ECW guys you had out there, Tommy Dreamer, Spike Dudley. Oh, Lord, who else was there? There are a few t- uh, ECW this guys is- out there.
2: Yeah, it was
0: just uh, Dreamer and uh, Spike. But <clears throat> well, I will say this: the only upside about this, I hope Taz is gone from the broadcasting team because I can't stand him as a broadcaster. Because I, he's just like he's not really paying attention to the to the matches. He's like in his own world. He makes his own uh, really bad jokes. It's it just um, I just don't like it. If they take him off the broadcasting team, I'm happy for that.
1: See, I've never really minded Taz that much.
0: Well, I didn't mind him when he when he's on SmackDown during the better years, like around uh, 04, five I thought he was okay. I thought he was good, but I thought he just started to turn crap when he was on TNA, especially over the last uh, I guess two or three years. I just wasn't happy with the way he was commentating. But anyways, when he revealed this, like I said, I was uh, confused. I was speechless. Um, I originally thought in my mind, "Don't tell me he is the fucking leader." And I was, I was literally gonna come here and go on a rant about that. But you know, a, a Trey went. Uh, he did mention on the Facebook, say, "Well, they never said he is a he is a leader." And uh, I thought to myself, "Well, all right, that's a good point. Nothing much has been explained yet. As far as we know, he is a part of the their group." But I will say this: if he is the leader that just makes no sense at all. If he is a leader, what does he have to gain from this?
1: No, I don't think he's the leader. I mean, I can't see that. Uh, there would be nothing to it. There'd be no storyline to it. If he was the leader. Well, why? You know why? Taz Taz has been an announcer there. God, for how many years now? It's been a minute, It's seven, eight years, maybe a little less. I'm not sure, but Taz has been there for, for a long time. What, purpose would it serve for him to be the leader i don't think that's the route they're going but i mean yeah i was surprised i wouldn't have expected it in a million years it was it was okay i i think it's the only thing that maybe saved it for me was that the way we- at first i thought the wedding was going to go over clean and if that happened i would have had a fucking aneurysm but it got broken up like all wrestling weddings do and I knew the lack of aces and eights. I knew the fact that we didn't see them all night meant some shit had to go down.
0: Mm. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I hope there is somewhat of a good explanation. But, you know, knowing TNA, they'll probably just fuck it up. But uh, to be honest, that's all I call for. I have nothing else to say. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't watch the entire show. I only caught that last segment. So with that being
1: said, I'm out of here. Take care of easy Bronx. All right, take care, man. All right. Yeah. I mean, I know I hear what he's saying, you know. It was just like I said, the show was too and I knew it was going to be. That doesn't change the fact that it, it just got so repetitive. I knew it was gonna be all about this wedding. But I mean, it just you know it was really, really overkill. I mean, you know, one of the three matches we also had, which which was okay, although I wish they would have given it a little more time, is we had James Storm and Jeff Hardy go up against uh, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, of course, and uh, the heels go over. And uh, so basically Daniels gave Hardy the angel wings on that hideous belt and said, are you okay? Is your neck okay? You sure you're all right? Because I got this next week. And then he, <laughs> I love this asshole. He lays on top of Jeff holding the real belt while Jeff's head is slammed into that shitty fucking method out hardy belt. I'll tell you right now, if by, by some way, some way. Christopher Daniels wins that title and do I think it's going to happen? No. Absolutely not, but if I'm swerved and he does, I will mark the fuck out. Guarantee it. I will be, next week I'll be the biggest, I'll be such a fucking mark that I'll probably get fired if Chris Daniels wins that title. But what, you know, now that I've told you that, welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this?
2: This is Anthony Bronx.
1: What's up, man?
2: Uh, first off, I agree, it would probably be real, a big old swerve if they have Daniels win the match, but and apparently they're going to have that match on a tape show that's going to be taped tomorrow, because remember, Hardy cannot go out of this country because of his old legal issues. All
1: right, well, here's where I'm going to call him out on a mistake then. Then why the fuck didn't you leave this match for the week after?
2: Because aren't they supposed to be doing two weeks' worth of UK shows? They're doing one, take one in the Impact Zone for next week, and they're going to do the UK shows the following weeks.
1: Well, I mean, you know, he, but, but here we go again. You know, I'm, I'm unfortunately not privy to that schedule. I don't have it in front of me. But here's the, the thing again. I'm not, I'm not saying there's going to be a title change, okay? I doubt it. I would say the chances are 10%. But you never know, but my problem is why would you have a world title match on a taped impact? Could you have rescheduled things and pushed this fucking stupid ass wedding back a week you know and just had that live? You know last time I checked that 's what wrestling's supposed to be about and i'm not i'm not just shitting on t n a for this. But that's what wrestling's supposed to be about. Wrestling matches. This whole thing tonight was just so fucking. It monopolized so much of the show. I was expecting Russo to come out and be revealed as leader of Aces and Eights.
2: Oh dear God! But yeah, most likely from how it happened, we're gonna have probably Hernandez and Chavo defend against um Rude and Aries at one of those at U- UK show. They
1: need something big to make up for hardy not there. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, <laughs> Aries and Rude. I mean, look, I know we get <coughs> pardon me, racist on this network sometimes. But when they told her dad a Javo, you know, who the fuck invites Mexicans to a wedding? Aren't you guys supposed to be catering? And I'm just sitting there like damn.
2: I prefer the somewhat shoot that Aries did that. Why are
1: we back 10 years ago? With all the champions. Yup. Yeah, that that was a little shootish. I even said it in the... Shootish, I don't know if that's a word. But yeah, I said it in the chat room. I mean, that that was definitely had some shoot to it. Just a little bit, just enough. But, you know, again, three matches and, and this, this whole fucking spiel with, with this wedding. I mean, what did you think of the ending, man?
2: Oh, of the wedding, good lord, I was like, please, it's ended. Because so far, cause, no offense, a, re- a wedding happening on a wrestling show, the only one that ever went clean without no issue was the Savage Miss Elizabeth one.
1: Right, and and Jake the Snake fucked that up afterwards. Yeah. So,
2: but. but I'm just saying, how about, cause remember, there was all that wonder, is there an inside man for the Ace of the Nights? Maybe that's Taz. But, um, what happens if now Taz is, like, removed from Gut Check and Dilo Brown is now an official member? But if dilo has been rumored as a member of Aces and Eights, what happens if he persuades him, like, okay, let's get these guys these guys, and he's voting for them yes and yes. We find out later those are Aces and Eights members.
1: Oh, I don't know. You see, the other problem I have is why does Aces and Eights get so butthurt when someone gets unmasked? When they recruit motherfuckers who aren't masked, we've gotten Devon so far. Then we now we have Taz. Well, Devon was unmasked. I mean, so that doesn't, but he didn't get any heat over it from aces and eights. He was unmasked. Okay, no problem. You know, but now we've got a reveal. So now we've got one, two, three. We have four, four five. Five. Anderson. Well, we're not completely sure about Anderson yet.
2: Yeah, but, Anderson's uh, in the back with a bottle.
1: But you're right. We've got four or possibly five guys who are already unmasked. So the mask gimmick is already basically.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying, maybe because we want to be able to go in there and basically pretend like, oh, we're your friends when we, when we have the mask off. But when we have it on, we go after you.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I
2: guess. Yeah, so they got protection against it. But overall, this impact—good lord, did it! I was like, seriously, is this like did Vince? Vince McMahon make this December this member too?
1: (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I just expected you know Russo to come out and go. So, you know, this wedding, what we're going to do with this wedding is, you know, we're going to reveal an Aces and Aates member after we ruined the two-hour show. And I'm telling you, it's ratings. It's ratings. I mean, I was just expecting, you know, look, it's not like they're shit every week. (laughs) You know, it's, it's not like the last few impacts. The last few impacts have been okay. Have they been spectacular? No, but they've been good. But tonight was, like I said, probably, and, and I'm always fair, one of the worst that I've seen in a long time.
2: Yeah, we even got a wardrobe malfunction apparently with Brooke.
1: Yeah, I missed that. I, don't know, I may have to go back after the show's off the air. All right, everybody, good night. I got to go back and see the wardrobe malfunction. Oh, Not okay. here. Okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, and someone I made a comment in the chat, like, Brooke was whispering something to um, Hogan. Maybe she was mentioning about that. It was this guy who made my address come down to Well, we're going to see one of them released.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, Hogan not... See, I thought the swerve was going to come from Hogan because the whole thing was when he just said, I, you know, I'm not going to walk her down to the aisle, but I always do the right thing. So I was like, hmm. You know, yeah, not that...
2: going can on. do the whole buy-off um, or pay... Aces and AIDS do that because then Aces and Aces will hold that information like blackmail to Hogan that sooner later will probably lead to Hogan becoming heel or basically everyone ostracizing Hogan. Well you know problems down the road.
1: You know (coughs) you know my other problem? I'm sorry, I've got allergies like usual, so if I cough or clear my throat, I apologize, guys. But um, you know, it's kinda like something else I was thinking. Bully Ray went from being such a good heel to being a good, like, badass baby face. You know, kind of like The Rock, kind of like, almost like Austin. Not that I'm comparing Bully Ray to the two of them as far as promos and stuff like that. But he's grown on me so much. And just seeing him tonight smiling like a dick. It just doesn't fit his fucking character, you know, the badass New Yorker. Yeah, I understand you're getting married. I understand you're, quote, unquote, in love with this chick. But still, I mean, he just came off as like, you know, it, it, it's its not Bully Ray. It's not his character.
2: Yeah, and I know the crowd in the Impact Zone are marks, basically. Good Lord. Punk said that the fans in WWE were marks. Good Lord, look at Impact Zone fans. But yes. so if the Impact crowd just started chanting pre-nup, pre-nup, I wouldn't laugh my ass off.
1: Well, not just pre-nup. I mean, you know, the whole thing with them, you know, when uh, with Hogan and, and Bully all, shake his hand, shake his hand. I mean, I mentioned that in chat. I'm like, really? Come on. You know, I mean, all right, they're having fun. Yeah, they're a loud crowd. I give them their props. They're a loud crowd. And, I mean, you know, they were... They were they were over for almost everything. And, and the fact. Let me throw this on everybody. The fact that that crowd reacted so well to the shit we saw tonight <sighs> tells me that, that, yeah, I think you're right. A lot of them are Marks.
2: I know. They wanted to make the impact zone look more UK. They just have to have Crelly, and it won't be like, oh, Crelly's here. It's a UK show. Or, I'm just wondering. J.J. watching the show because, good Lord, knowing his history watching Impact.
1: You know, I, I basically private messaged J.J. I was thinking about that just to fuck with him. And I said, you know, I, I hope you're not watching this tonight because I know you've probably broken another television. Because <laughs> it seems like every time that poor bastard just tries to be fair and gives impact a chance it ends up being real real bad and that's the first thing that, crossed, that got to my mind i'm like oh god if jj's watching this i can't even begin to imagine what he's thinking but you know like i said on this show i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you like it is am i gonna stop watching tna because they had one bad show no you know, i'm not gonna fucking close up this show and quit because they had one bad show but it it wasn't a very good show tonight. I'm still a fan. I'm just the, the only thing that, that has intrigued me is I do want to see what Taz's role is going to be. You know, I'd like to see what the interaction will be. They piqued my interest, but when you when the only thing that piqued my interest was the last three minutes of the show, you haven't done a good job.
2: Yeah, most likely he's just going to be the heel like spokesperson for his name from the commentary booth.
1: Like he was when they had the whole invasion in WWE. Yeah, yeah, you can draw a lot of similarities. I mean, and we draw similarities because it's been done. You know, these type of angles have been done so many times now that it's like, OK, you know, it's not just it's not them ripping anybody off. It's just, you know, was it Jim Cornette who said if a wrestling angle is good, you can reuse it like every seven years well, this whole wedding shit—I never really was down with it. So, to me, I mean, look—if if any other company had done it, I'd be saying the same thing. It's just kind of a waste of time. But they—they they got, you know, an, an Aces and H reveal at the end. Uh, so we'll we'll wait and see, man. I don't know.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I think they're just setting up for a lock uh, lockdown, a lethal lock, a lethal lockdown match. No doubt, Aces and Hs Ace versus bully sting and whoever
1: else yeah i could see that i could see that's where they're going i mean they, they're gonna they're gonna keep going with aces and aids now you've got taz i you know what i say and i know like latino said he's not a big taz fan on commentary but i say keep him on commentary have him be that heel spokesman for aces and eights. have him dog the company on commentary if it's if it's done without taking too much away from the matches I'm all for it but if it's every match all he does is put over aces and eights then he doesn't belong on commentary if they can form a good balance where he's a heel commentator but yet still manages to to, you know put over the matches and I know that's hard to do I'd like to see him stay on commentary
2: yeah but if the and Ho- um, Taz's commentary is so legendary. It actually has his own little segment on Botamania. So there's there's something there.
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know, he's in he's a New York Brooklyn boy, and we're not exactly great on the play for play. We're more for just making up shit on the fly. It's like I couldn't sit and do play you know, play by play for a match. I think I could do color. But, yeah, as- but
2: Taz doesn't start serenading by a snake having two penises.
1: Brass Eye, hang up on him. (laughs) Bye. Hang up on this motherfucker. (laughs) All right, he hung up on himself. You bastard. I'm never going to live that down. First, I I always have to have a gimmick on this network. I just, I don't know. I can't win any way you look at it. Anyway, you know, one thing I want to touch on before the break, Velvet Sky's new look, and I'd love to have Trey on here for this and get his opinion. She looks different. People mentioned it in chat. She looks different. I don't know if it's the makeup she's wearing. She's definitely wearing different outfits. Don't get me wrong. Still one of the top three hottest things on the planet. AJ Lee being another, a third I'll think of at some point. But, I mean, you know, she's still smoking hot. But she looks different. I mean, the hair color is different. The makeup she's wearing is different. She looks older but in a not in a bad way i don't mean older in a in a bad way she just looks like more mature than her character used to be i mean thank god she's still using the same entrance i mean that entrance is legendary but she almost almost kind of looked like <coughs> jeff hardy the shit she was wearing not the makeup i, I don't mean that i mean the outfit you know, and the more I think about it, and the more I looked at her, which is basically all I did during that match, you know, she she does. She looks like she's kind of revamped her gimmick. She, you know, she had a good match with Gail Kim, very good, you know, uh, knockouts match. I enjoyed it, even though it was a little, a little on the short side. I'm um, seeing where Taryn Terrell and Gail Kim are gonna have some shit going. Of course, tonight, Velvet Sky getting pinned with her foot under the rope. Taryn Terrell, if i pronounce it, this, Taryn or Taryn? Anyway, Taryn Terrell basically, you know, said to Gail, hey, listen, you wanted me to call it down the middle. That's what I'm doing. And, of course, Velvet gets the win. She is the number one contender for the knockouts title still. Um, The decision at the last pay-per-view was overturned by Brooke Hogan because um, there was some spots that Terran missed. So I'm looking at Taryn Terrell getting in the ring real soon, possibly against Gail Kim. Uh, I think that would be great. You know, Gail is still an awesome worker. She plays the bitch really well. She, she she does. She plays a good bitch. And I liked the way she was trying to, you know, bully the referee and all that. (laughs) That was again, wrestling wise, even storyline-wise, what, with what went on between Gale and Terrell, that was one of the high points of impact tonight. Yes, the knockout segment, one of the high points, both in the ring and I think out of the ring. So that, that says a lot. It really does. But, you know, again, this isn't the TNA shit fest. I've already said I like the ending. I want to hear more about what you guys think. The phone lines are going to remain open when we come back from commercial break. This is TNA Chat Live only on the SNS Radio Network.
2: We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live with the Trade Dog on the SNS Radio Network. One more shot.
1: (laughs) 對 <laughs> Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the Greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school
2: wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go
1: time.
2: What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley. Yes, that is his name. On the Open Book, every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the Open Book Fantasy EFED, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. What?
1: See if you can do it, woo!
0: That's it, pretty boy.
2: It's on now. Woo, <laughs> woo, woo.
1: We got a 22 deuce. That's a domestic disturbance on some, some Dallas Street.
0: This has been a day in the life of Ric Flair. Brought to you by. Wrestling News Live.
2: Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want a break from the day to day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? radio that pulls no punches and do you like your sci-fi and fantasy well tune in to the elite force podcast each and every midweek with chuck w and each weekend with william walkie walker and mind exclusively on the
1: SNS radio network and the chris jones gaming network
2: yeah This is going to be fun. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. You know,
1: what's funny. I'm almost thinking that maybe I should get married. I mean, tonight's show inspired me. You know, I'm 35 years old. My biological clock doesn't even have a snooze button on it anymore. I'm thinking that maybe it's time for the Bronx father to find a Bronx mother and settle down. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I feel inspired, ladies and gentlemen by that beautiful wedding that took place on Impact tonight. And I'm thinking it just might be my time. Oh, yeah, by the way, this is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Uh, sorry for going on a rant there. The phone lines are still open. The email is still open. TNA Chat Live at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Um, and to change the subject, which is probably a good idea, um, there was a news item I read about impact wrestling today that i really liked i don't know if you guys saw this but there was a wrestling match between two young fellas i think they were like 11 12 years old and they were apparently county rivals or or something like that and one of the boys uh was sick i believe he had he has had cerebral palsy and basically what happened was in this match, this amateur match, of course, the other boy allowed him to pin him in, a, in a, a magnificent show, very touching show of sportsmanship. And TNA invited these two boys. They were special guests at the Impact, Zern, uh, Impact, Zern, Impact Zone earlier this month. In late 2012, TNA President Dixie Carter was watching a newscast in Nash- Nashville that featured a story on two local middle school wrestlers. The story touched Carter so much that she reached out to the families to express how impressed she was with the character of these boys. Dixie invited them to visit the Impact Zone and meet the TNA wrestling superstars. Jared Stevens, born with cerebral palsy, is a huge wrestling fan and became a part of his middle school's squad, where he was able to participate in a match with their crosstown rivals, Justin Clevett met Stevens on the mat during the match last year, resulting in Stevens pinning Clevett. The act of sportsmanship went viral online within hours. TNA would like to congratulate the boys and their families on their inspirational story. If you want to check this out, including the video, go to ImpactWrestling.com. It's one of the stories on their website. You know what? Kudos to TNA. You know, I love hearing things like this. I love reading about stuff like this. Um, Really, uh, like the article says, an unbelievable show of sportsmanship, uh, really touching. And it's great. They had a still shot where Hogan is with, you know, with these two kids. And, of course, they're marking out. And it was really cool for them to do that. And I like stories like this. It reminds us that wrestling should be fun. And it should be about just having fun. And, you know, when you, when you sit here and do these shows, you forget that. You have to fucking just break down everything so much that you forget it's supposed to be about fun. So it's cool. Um, Bully Ray and Brooke today, well, during the last week, we're going all over about their wedding. Really putting it over as legit. Various news sites, various podcasts. Um and they really pushed it as being legit. Um, Brooke basically said that Hulk had no idea about her contract with TNA and that it was all her and Dixie and, you know, Hulk was out of the loop. Yeah. Okay. I I can't, I can't buy that. You know, I just can't buy that. But, you know, there's just so much going on as far as TNA making a lot of changes. Uh We've, heard this story before they're now going to a four live pay-per-view format um the four major pay-per-views are going to be at locations other than the impact zone yes 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 but they're going to have nine pay-per-views that will be pre-taped which you can buy on a friday night for fifteen dollars each no 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 that's a big mistake uh i've mentioned it before but i wanted to bring it up on this show jj and i talked about it a few times on Wrestling News Live, uh, we even discussed it with the Trey Dog on uh, TNA's Genesis SNS coverage, which uh, you can download the archive of, which was this previous Sunday. Had a good time with Shark, good time with Trey. And we talked about it there, too. And I just want to reiterate, I, I don't know, you know how this is going to work out. I can't see paying $15 for a pay-per-view that's been pre-taped To me, it's just, it's a mistake. You know, are they going to make more money than they save? I don't know. If your big four pay-per-views double in buys, then probably. But it's just like having a taped impact next week with, you know, your World Heavyweight title on the line. You know, just I don't don't agree with that because we're going to know the result of that probably within 24 hours to 48 hours. So unless you really, 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 really stay off the damn Internet and resist checking spoilers, which sometimes is really hard to do, you're going to know the results of that ahead of time. And that's that's a problem. Uh, You know, I'm looking at possible booking scenarios for TNA in the future. A couple things that have crossed my mind is that aces and eights Hogan at some point is going to have something to do with this. I mean, for a guy who spent the entire two hour broadcast protesting this wedding and then just came out there without objecting, without bitching, without moaning and just was ready to give away his daughter, you know, when the preacher basically said, you know, if anyone has any, uh, objections to this wedding, speak now or forever hold your peace and all that crap. I was really expecting Hogan to jump in, but he didn't. And what we ended up getting was, of course, if you didn't hear the first half of the show and you're just tuning in, yes, Taz revealed as an Aces and Eights member. You know, I, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Is he the leader? No. Let me put that to bed right now. Having Taz as the aces and eights leader doesn't do a goddamn thing. So, you know, for everyone who's saying, oh, he's going to be the leader, he's going to be the fucking main guy. No, he's not. It's not going to happen. So I wouldn't really worry about it too much. Um, again, does Taz stay on commentary? I don't know. Austin Aries and Robert Roode. I want to I talk a little more in depth about them. It seems like they're forming a tag team. It seems like tonight that they have planted the seed that it's going to be them going up against Chavo and Hernandez. And, you know, wow. I like that aspect of it. I don't mind seeing that match at all, but I do mind the fact that they're making them so fucking comedic. It's, it's, it's silly. You know, these are two guys who always want, you always took seriously. Robert Rude, Austin, you know, whether Austin was a face or a heel, uh, whether Rude was a face or a heel, you always took them seriously as staples of TNA, maybe Rude a little bit more than Aries because he's just, he's been around a bit longer, but I'm not thrilled with having these two just be this comedic kind of almost. Three Stooges-like tag team. Just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Jeff Hardy and Christopher Daniels, uh, I think that if these two have a series of matches, it's going to be off the chain. Um, I think that both guys could complement each other very well in the ring. We know Christopher Daniels is an excellent worker. We know Jeff Hardy is an excellent worker. And I think that the two styles definitely complement each other. These are two guys who can go at it toe to toe, have some high flying shit, have some, you know, awesome freaking matches, especially if we have a no DQ match or a no count out match. You know, Uh, my problem with it is I'm wondering at some point if if this becomes a feud for a bit. Jeff Hardy is going to have to get somebody to help him counteract Kazarian because that's always going to be Daniel's ace in the hole because every time he comes out, Kazarian's there with him. So at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's always Jeff Hardy in a handicap match. Now, one possibility I could see is where, and I don't, I don't necessarily like this, but all tag teams, all good tag teams must come to an end where you have Daniels and Kaz break up at some point where Kaz is like, look, you know, it's all about you, man. You're 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 vying for the TNA heavyweight title. We're not even bothering with the tag team titles anymore because it's all about you. It's all about you going after Jeff Hardy. I could see a little jealousy brewing. Maybe. Maybe even a face turn for Kazarian at some point. Although I don't know if I could buy Kaz as a face. Um, you know, and just well, we'll see. There's there's a lot of open questions in TNA right now. Where's AJ? Where the fuck's AJ Styles? You know, what's up with him? You know, when is he gonna come around? And you know, maybe we have a scenario where you have. Jeff Hardy with AJ in his corner to counteract Kazarian and keep Christopher Daniels from winning that title. I'd like to see that. You know, I don't think necessarily AJ comes back as a heel. I don't think he works as a heel, but the phone lines are still open, guys, 501-588-7957 if you'd like to give me a call. But while I'm waiting, we do have an email, and this email is from Acer, who, thank God, didn't write me a novel. Hey, yo, Bronx Father. This is, of course, the Aces of Aces, of Aces, Acer, so to speak. Hope you're doing well this week. Now then, what are your thoughts about Jay Bradley getting the gut check contract, and is he a good choice? What about Brian Cage? Do you think both deserve an impact wrestling contract? What do you think about TNA Genesis 2013 this past Sunday night? Do you like the matches from the pay-per-view event? Was the Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray wedding tonight a good or a bad one that i alluded to from last week well i think i answered that your thoughts along with the overall show of tonight's impact wrestling broadcast what do you think about the latest acquisition to aces and eights and taz and do you think you will add some interest to it which heel tag team do you like bad influence which of course is christopher daniels and kazarian or austin aries or bobby and bobby Roode or both What do you think about the X-Division right now with Christian York, Kenny King, and Rob Van Dam there? Well, that's all for now. Take care of yourself and enjoy your weekend. Sincerely, Acer. P.S. As I alluded to from last week, you know, I'm not even reading the rest of this. Let's just say it's been taken care of. I'm tired of getting heat on this. If it isn't the snake with two dicks, it's the fucking water boy, which I have. In my possession right now. And am going to watch. So like I said on Facebook. For anyone who thinks Bronx is getting fired. Sorry about your damn luck. Um, The X Division. You know. I'm liking. Kenny King. I like the attitude he has. I like that the old school heel feel to him. Where he's constantly cheating to win. You know. I like the match tonight. Um. As far as the gut check, you know, I, I have to I have to apologize because I just don't know enough about these kids. You know, I'm not really an f you know a follower of indie wrestling, unfortunately. Although, with the two main products being the way they are right now, I might have to change my mind about that. Um, I can't really answer that. I mean, th- they both look good. Um, we'll wait and see. Well, I have to see more of them. I can't give a fair, unbiased opinion on two guys who I don't know enough about, unfortunately. Um, you know, I- I'm just, I- I'm just gonna leave that for a bit. Get back to me in a few weeks after I've seen what this guy can do, and I'll tell you. But the X division, I have a feeling at some point. Some point down the road, we're going to have a new champion. I think Kenny King is going to be your new champion. I think a heel champion in that role would work out pretty good, and I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, I like this guy. He's good in the ring. He's good at losing like an asshole, and he's got the makings of a good heel. We have another email from Jeff. Um, guys, my I want to say my memory sucks So when you send me an email, give me your uh, chat room name or your Facebook name. Um, But we have an email from Jeff, not JJ. What's up? Oh, well, my bad. I deserve a buzzer for that. I don't know if you have it handy, Brass Eye. He does give his name in the fucking email. There you go. What's up? What's up, everybody? Blue Mystery here. Sorry, Blue. I have no idea what to think about the wedding and Taz being involved in it. It kind of reminds me of when the NWO got too big. That's what shut them down. Now, I know this is TNA Chat Live, but I got to give my opinion on something on WWE. All right. What the hell? I'll let it go. I believe if they let Cena go over at WrestleMania, I truly believe Ziggler will cash in and take the title from Cena. Okay. You know, there's a lot of scenarios to that. I, I, I don't know. You know, there's so many scenarios right now that are going back and forth on the net. I don't know. Back to the email, he says, back to TNA. Why in the hell would you do a lethal lottery type thing and it's not live? That's just stupid. That's what that thing is all about, the surprise element. Hopefully no one on the network mentions anything about this because this is one of my favorite pay-per-views. Absolutely love the battle ball concept. Another thing I'm looking forward to is Bobby Roode and Austin Aries take the titles. Okay, one more thing. I predict AJ will cost Daniels the the title. And just as I said that Bronx steals my idea, LOL. Okay, everyone, have a good night. In all caps. Thanks for the email, mystery. Um, It's funny how he says, don't let it... (laughs) No one on the network mentions anything, but yet he mentions it on an email that I'm going to read in the air. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, getting back to things we've covered, but it's what the listeners are talking about. These, this whole taped pay-per-view concept is the shits. It 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 It's just the shits. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I just don't understand having a taped pay-per-view. Um... J.J. mentioned that he's a big fan of, of that Battle Bowl format as well. Me, I don't remember too much about that. Maybe it was just before I really got heavily into it. Um, I'm sure J.J. would kick me for saying that. But it's a God's honest truth. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it's up in the air. After tonight's impact, I'm kind of like drained. You know, I, I'm looking forward to see what happens next week i'm really gonna try and again this is hard you know i don't like coming on this show knowing spoilers the problem is the devil is tugging at my sleeve and when the spoilers come out to find out if daniels wins the title or not i don't know if i'm gonna be able to resist i don't think i have the strength to resist checking if my boy christopher Daniels becomes. The TNA world heavyweight champion. Do I think he's going to? Absolutely not, but you never know. You never know. I can dream, and I'm not a Jeff Hardy hater, not by any stretch of the imagination, but I've said it many times on this network, I'm a big Christopher Daniels, Mark. I've always liked his character. I've always liked his in-ring, and when you're a fan, not a radio show host, but a fan, you mark out when your guy wins a title. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Will I be able to resist the spoilers? Maybe, maybe not. But with that said, we're not getting any more phone calls. I do not thus far have any more emails. Uh, so I'm going to make a few network announcements before getting out of here. The first network announcement is the Wrestling Radio Awards are open, and they are going to be hosted by the one, the only, the motherfucking Trey Dog. But that's not the end of it. We've got quite a few shows and interviews on tap for awards, um, so definitely please go head on over to WrestlingRadioAwards.com. You can vote once an hour. Um, Wrestling News Live has two interviews up being, of course, the Stone Cold Steve Austin interview and the Booker T interview for Media Interview of the Year. Wrestling News Live also up for Show of the Year. There are other shows that are up there for their interviews, female interviews, Running the Ropes has a few. Um, quite a few shows being represented, so it doesn't take long. It's really easy. WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Make sure you go and vote for us and support the SNS Radio Network. Now, I have a little bit of other news to report as far as network announcements go. Um, the Royal Rumble is not that far away. It's a little over a week away. And if you would like to, you can head on over to foredown.org, of course, and vote for. You know, who you think is going to win. Um, it's a little early. I usually recommend that you wait until a couple of days before the pay per view, just, just in case there are some surprises, you know, a surprise match and uh, added and, and new entrant added that may skew how you want to vote. But even if you vote early, you can go back to fourdown.org and you can change your votes. Um, so definitely let's represent we did very good on Genesis. We didn't get the number one spot again, unfortunately, but we're still up there on number two. So the Royal Rumble is a big pay-per-view. So head on over to fordown.org whether you do it this week, whether you do it next week, right before the Rumble. Just check it out and put in your picks to see who's going to win. They have... I haven't even checked it out yet, but I can assume there are gonna be a billion million things that you're gonna be able to pick on. Probably who's gonna win the rumble, uh, who's gonna go over in the you know Cena CM Punk match. There's gonna be a lot of stuff. Heart legacy wrestling. Heart legacy wrestling. Um the pay per view as of right now, the time and date have been changed. The date will be January 19th, which is this Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, this is a stacked fucking card. I mean, absolutely stacked to the roof. So keep up. With all the news on heartlegacywrestling.com, you can find out how to, how to order, you can find out what the final card will be, and it's only $10. JJ Sexay and Mark the Shark will be doing commentary, so again, please support this show. It looks to be awesome. This Saturday, January 19th at 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain is when the pay-per-view will air. So check it out if you guys want to get together and chat. You know, we were, we we're planning on doing that. A lot of listeners were interested in doing that. Uh, let's support two of the main staples on this network, JJ and Shark. And let's support a new promotion trying to get off the ground. Now, make sure you tune in to all the shows here on the SNS Radio Network. With the changing of the date of the Heart Legacy Wrestling iPay-Per-View... There will be an open book tomorrow night, usual time, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on the SNS Radio Network with the sensational sequel. And Ashley, check out all the podcasts. I believe because of technical difficulties, um, I believe it's Running the Ropes will be a download this week. Uh, and for a little bit to come. So check out the archives for Running the Rope. Check out the archive for Beyond the Bell. The Elite Force podcast, midweek and weekend. Now, as far as the midweek goes, uh, I understand on Facebook that Chuck W. is going to undergo a surgery tomorrow. Let's please wish Chuck all the best of luck. Chuck, we're all thinking about you, man. I don't know the specific details, and even if I did, I wouldn't give him out. But I hope that everything turns out all right for you and you're back with us real, real soon. We're all thinking about you, man. So take care. Keep us updated. Definitely. No pay-per-view this Sunday. Thank goodness. We get a weekend off before the Royal Rumble. Of course, Tuesday, I'll be back with JJ Sexay with Wrestling News Live on right at the uh, usual time, 9 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Mountain right here on SNS Radio Network. And believe me, guys, I'm not getting fired. So I will have a mini review. I know The Water Boy is an old ass movie, but I'll have a mini review to prove to Mr. JJ that I have watched it. I'm going to complete the homework. I unfortunately failed last weekend. And of course, next Thursday, I'll be back, hopefully, if I don't throw my computer out the window at Another bad impact. I'll be back for another edition of TNA Chat Live, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Mountain, right here on the SNS Radio Network. So remember, guys, 4down.org, HeartLegacyWrestling.org, SNS Radio, no, excuse me, I'm sorry, HeartLegacyWrestling.com, SNSRadioNetwork.com. Check us out on our Facebook page. There are so many different ways you can stay in touch with the network. Make sure you do it. Anyway, I'm tired. Impact has drained the hell out of me. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the phone calls. This has been TNA Chat Live. Have a great weekend, everyone, here on the SNS Radio Network.
2: I'm so wrong.